Greetings once again in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Indeed, it's a privilege and an honor for me to again connect with you this morning. I believe that you are having a blessed time in the presence of the Lord because our God never changes. At all times, He remains the same. So I'm going to pray before we share the word of God together. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you and bless you. We honor you for this opportunity. The opportunity, Lord, to receive from your throne. I say, Spirit of the living God, teach us and guide us unto all the ways of the truth. Reveal the truth of the Father to us so that we may live by the word. Even in these last days, we need you, O God. And Father, we thank you, we bless you that you are watching over your word to fulfill it, to confirm it in our lives. In the name of Jesus, Father, we give you praise, we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to share something with you today that's close to my heart, especially when I think of the time that we're living in, and think of all the things that people are concerned about. I realize that we are forgetting something very important. We are forgetting who we really are in the Lord Jesus Christ. There was one time when Jesus even asked the people, who do you say that I am? Who do the people say that I am? Because sometimes we forget who we are. And even we allow people around us to mold us into what we are not. So child of God, you have to be distinguishable. I want us to go together to the book of Matthew, chapter 5. We are going to read it together from the message translation, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 14. It says, Let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out God flavors on this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in garbage. Here is another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as, a public, as public as a city on a hill. In other words, he says, let me tell you why you are here on earth. We are here on earth for a special reason, for a special purpose. God has placed us here on earth to be the salt of the earth. Now, he says, if we lose our flavor as the salt, where the whole hope of this world goes, because then how will this world any get, get any taste of godliness if they cannot get that taste from us as children of God? Because as children of God, we have to reflect God's nature, God's character, so that God can be shown to people around us, the way we behave, the way we do things. So that's why today I want to share with you the topic under the topic that says God's own special people. I want to tell you, child of God, you are God's own special person. So if you are God's own special person, the challenge is to live up to that. In other words, not allow the world to define who you are, but let God define who we are. So that's why I want us to go together to the book of 1 Peter chapter 2. Verse 9 to 11, we'll read in the Amplified Version. 1 Peter 2, 9 to 11, Amplified. It reads, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people, 
that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you were unpitied, but now you are pitied and have received mercy. Beloved, I implore you as aliens and strangers and exiles in this world to abstain from sensual edges, the evil desires, the passions of the earth, of the flesh, your lower nature that wage against the soul. In other words, the Bible says we are God's own special people. We are that special breed, the special brand that God has even placed his mark of ownership on us. He says we are his own. So therefore we have to reflect God in our lives. We have to show people who God is in our lives. Like I'm saying to you that being God's special person, it means actually you are an apple of God's eye. You are very precious before God. You are a royal priesthood. And we are to display God's nature on the earth. God has actually placed this brand of ownership on us. He has marked us as his own so that we can be distinguishable. If you go with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 to 22, we'll do it in the Good News translation. 2 Corinthians 1, 21 to 22, Good News says, It is God himself who makes us, together with you, sure of our life in union with Christ, it is God himself who has set us apart, who has placed his mark of ownership upon us and has given us the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the guarantee of all that he has in store for us. So it means God, after placing his mark of ownership on us, he says there are many things that he wants to do for us. That's why I'm saying to you, child of God, do not conform to this world. Be different. Give hope to the world. When people around us are complaining, when people around us have got no hope, we have to reflect the hope that God has placed in our hearts. We are people with hope. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. In other words, people around us should not be in dismay when we are here. We need to be like David. You remember David when everybody was afraid of Goliath? People around him, they were so much afraid. They were scared. They were running away from Goliath. But David says, Who oh, is this uncircumcised Philistine that he can talk to this about our God? So it means we need to also know who we are. We need to know that we are in charge. Satan is under our feet. So you are God's own special person. Do not conform to this world. Be distinguishable. If we go to the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2, we'll read in the NLT. It says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. It is good and pleasing and perfect. In other words, we are not expected to conform to this world. This world has got a certain way of doing things. They've got their own standards. But we have to show God's standard on the earth. That's why when we pray, we say, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it means we want the kingdom of God to be displayed on the earth. 
Once the kingdom of God is a reality in my life, it has also to be a reality on the people of the world. So that when people do not have hope, they can know where to get hope. I was actually surprised one time, we always talk about the, 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 what we feel the church, how we feel the church should be handled. But I was surprised because I note that we also as the church, we haven't been going up to that level that I believe we are expected to, to, to be at. So that when people of the world need something, instead of them running to an Inyanga or somebody, let them run to people of God. Let them know that indeed the only hope of this world is the church. Even now, during this time of Corona, when the whole world doesn't know what to do, they were supposed to be running to the church to say, give us the solution because you are connected to God. So that's why I'm saying we should not lose our identity as children of the Lord. We should not lose our identity. We should know who we are. We should reflect the nature of God even among people that we live with. So there was one time when Moses, he indicated that if we have the presence of God, then we can be distinguished from the world. We are not getting distinguished from the world so that we must be different from everybody just. But it's so that we can make a difference in the earth. Because if you are not different, you are not going to make a difference. So if we go to the book of Exodus, chapter 33, verse 15 and to 16 in the Amplified Version, it reads, Moses said to the Lord, if your presence does not go with me, do not carry us up from here. For by what shall it be known that I and your people have found favor in your sight? Is it not in your going with us so that we are distinguished, I and your people, from all the other people upon the face of the earth? You see, he says the presence of God, if the presence of God is with us, we can be distinguished from all the other people of the earth. And when we are distinguished, we have to show that there is something that we believe in. The question that I have for you and I is, can people around us realize that we are different? Can they see that our behavior, the way we live is different? Can they see that we know something? We, are, we have our hope in something that maybe they do not know. Can they come to us and say, I see that you are always rejoicing. I see that you are always hopeful. What is it that is giving you hope? Then we are able to tell them, the Lord Jesus Christ has made a difference in my life. I remember one time in the book of Esther, we'll go and read it just now, when Haman was looking around and he saw the Jews during the time that they were living in, he says, there is a certain breed of people, there is a certain brand of people, they are odd, they don't fit in with us, they are different, they are different from us. So for me the challenge is, are we different from people around us? So that's why I want us to read it from the book of Esther, chapter 3, verse 8 in the message translation. Haman then spoke with King Xerxes. There is an odd set of people scattered through the provinces of your kingdom who don't fit in. Their customs and ways are different from those of everybody else. Did you hear that? He says there are people who don't fit in. Their customs and ways are different from anybody else. That's why when the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, we should not be conformed to this world. 
our behaviors and our patterns should not be the same with this world. Let the people of the world know that these are children of God. They live holy lives and they always hope at, have hope at all times. Then people can know that they can come to us for solutions. You can't say to the people, Jesus is the answer. And when they look at you, they can't see the, that answer in your life. We have to reflect the nature of God in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'll take an example of somebody in the word of God who was different. And I want you to understand that if you are different, you can make a difference. But it should be that you're different. The difference that you want to make should be God-inspired. Therefore, you should be connected to God. You should be hearing from God. If you remember, there were 12 spies that were chosen to go and spy the land, the promised land. But when they went being 12, 10 of them came back and gave report according to the circumstances that they saw. They saw the giants. They talked many things that instilled fear to people around them. But there were two gentlemen who spoke in line with what God has already said. So the question is in the lives that in our lives today, which camp are you in? Are you one of the ten or are you one of the two? So let's read it clearly in the book of Numbers chapter 14 verse 24 in the New King James Version. It reads, But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. In other words, it says, as for Caleb, my servant, he is faithful to me. He has a different spirit in him. Even God had to confirm that, Caleb, you are different. You have a different spirit. And therefore, because you have a different spirit, you will, have, you will get different results from those around you. Some of us children of God, we expect to get different results from people around us, but we are not having that different spirit. We are not showing the difference that God has made in our lives. When everybody is sick and complaining that I'm getting sick, I don't know what to do, we speak like them. Instead of us speaking, my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus. Viruses and disease germs have got no place in my body in the name of Jesus. That's what we should speak. Because the life of Jesus is made manifest in my mortal flesh. The spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. So we've got to speak like God. We've got to speak what God has said. That's why Caleb was said to be different. He was said to have a different spirit. And for that, God said he will inherit the promises. He will get into the promised land. So what is stopping you from inheriting your promises? Is it not that you are conforming to this world? You are behaving like everybody else? When everybody else is talking lack in their lives and they say, we do not know what to do now, the economy is down, we won't have even food to eat, you speak like them? You should not do that. Speak what God has said. God said he will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. He said he is your shepherd, you shall not want, you shall not lack. The word of God says, Jesus, though he was rich, he became poor so that I, through his poverty, might become rich. Speak like that. Because God is able to make all grace abound toward you. 
that we, you being all sufficient in everything should abound unto good works. That indeed we can live in abundance, the abundance that God has made provision for us. Then John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. That's what God says about you. So therefore we have to speak in a different way. Caleb and Joshua, they were always saying we are well able. When others say we are not able, we are like grasshoppers, we cannot overcome, Caleb and Joshua says we are well able. If the Lord delights in us, we are well able to possess this land. They will be like bread for us because they knew what God has said. That is the confidence of knowing God's word. If you know God's word, you know how to stand and you know how to declare your destiny. Because people who don't know God's word, even if you are a Christian, you will do what I see something here in the Bible. Let's go together to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 10, verse 7, in the Amplified. Because this is amazing. You will find that you are a child of God. And in this case, it says, I have seen something where princes were walking while slaves or servants were riding horses. So look at it. I have seen slaves on horses and princes walking like slaves on the earth. So I want to ask a question. How many princes have you seen walking? I'm not talking about literally walking. I'm talking about when they were supposed to be riding on God's promises, living the God-fulfilled life. And then you find that they are hopeless. They are like people of the world. So he says, I've seen something amazing where slaves or servants were riding on horses, but princes were walking. So that's why I'm saying to you, you are God's own special person. Don't ever forget that. Keep on speaking the promises of God upon your life. Don't allow the world around you to dictate to you who you are. So I just want to give you another example because people around us want hope. They want to be inspired with hope. So we can inspire people with hope, but we ourselves should first have hope. So you should first know your God, then you can talk about that God to other people. Let's go together to the book of Acts, chapter 27, verse 20 to 25 in the Passion Translation. It says, After many days of seeing neither the sun nor the stars, and with the violent storm continuing to rage against us, all hope of ever getting through it alive was abandoned. You see, these people were now losing hope. They were saying in that boat, in that ship, they were saying now after those many days, we were starting to lose hope and all the hope of being saved was getting abandoned. After being without food for a long time, Paul stepped before them all and said, Man, you should have obeyed me and avoided all this pain and suffering by not leaving Crete. Now listen to me. Don't be depressed, for no one will perish. Did you hear that? Don't be depressed, for no one will perish. This man is speaking as somebody who knows something. He has heard something. Listen. Only the sheep will be lost. For God's angel visited me last night. This is good about people who hear from God. The angel of my God, the God I passionately serve, he came and stood in front of me and said, Don't be afraid, Paul. You are destined to stand trial before Caesar. 
And because of God's favor on you, he has given you the lives of everyone who is sailing with you. So men, keep up your courage. I know that God will protect you just as he told me he would. You see, God has already spoken his word. And therefore, you need to know that word and speak the word that God has spoken in your life. You can see from here that Paul knew his God. He says, man, the God whom I serve, I sent his angel and the angel spoke to me these words that I need not be afraid. But also the rest of you, no life will be lost just because I'm here, because God's favor is upon me. So it means there are many people around us who can be preserved just because of us. But we need to be connected to our God so that we can give hope to those people around us. We can say, don't be depressed. God will preserve you. But we ourselves should be having the confidence that God will preserve us. God will protect us. So we have to know that God is our protector. Go and read Psalms 91 for yourself. Know it off by heart. Keep on speaking the promises of God around protection. Because God does not only protect us, from physical dangers. He protects us from any form of danger. You know the problem with the protection of this world, how people get protected in the world. If you use natural means to get protected, let me give you a simple example. If for your protection, you need a gun. When you are sick, a gun doesn't work. If for your healing, you need the medication. When there is a car accident coming your way, the medication doesn't work. So that's why the protection of the Lord is all inclusive. If you trust in God, He can preserve your life no matter what the enemy throws at you. Because He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can think or ask according to His mighty power that is at work within us. Because these people were in the middle of the sea when the hope of being saved was gone. It had to be God who had to come and intervene and save them. So it says, because of you, Paul, these people will be saved. You also will be saved because you must stand trial before Caesar. So that is the confidence that we need to have as children of God. So I'm saying to you, child of God, you are God's own special person. Can we keep on reflecting who God is on this earth? Can we keep on giving hope to people of the world? Can we keep on living even in the way that shows that we are children of God, not conform to this world, not live a sinful life, but live a life of victory and speak like people who are connected to God. Speak like people who, are, who know what God has already said so that you can speak with confidence. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I shall not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? That is the confidence that you have. You only get the confidence when you know what God has said. So that's why I'm encouraging you, child of God, don't speak what everybody else is saying. Speak what God has said. So when God says you are his own special people, believe that, that we are God's own special people. We are God's own special possession. He has put his mark of ownership on us. He has branded us so that we can reflect him, reflect his nature all over the world wherever we go. So once again, ending this broadcast today, I remind you what I told you last week. I said my heart is at peace because Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. 
You believe in God, believe also in me. And he said, I give you my peace, not as the world gives, but I give you my peace. Let not your hearts be troubled. So I'm saying to you, child of God, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Whatever you are facing, whatever thing that is troubling you, let your request be made known unto God. Pray knowing that God answers prayers. This is actually even the time when we should come together even more uh, as we connect uh, as we connect through technology and even pray together. Join with one another. You know of some of you at Jesus the Savior Church, you know of our midweek prayers. I'll ask one at the end of this broadcast now to come in, just encourage you, just to greet you, and also just to remind you about the midweek prayers that we have. Until we meet again next time, I want to say to you, Jesus is Lord, stay blessed, and I'll ask for me now to join us and share with you about our midweek prayers and just to greet all of you. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to greet you all in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are missing you, but we are praying for you. Let's keep on praying for each other. I encourage all of you to join our midweek prayer between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. Pray in your own house. Stay blessed. Amen. Amen. And I believe that during the week, all of you will be praying together. You know that the media team has got a WhatsApp group. If you are not connected to that, just contact our media team at admin at jesusthesavior.co.za or media at jesusthesavior.co.za and alert them to the fact that you are being missed out on those WhatsApp communications so that you can know what are the prayer items for the week. And let's keep on praying for one another. Let's keep on praying with each other and we know that Jesus is Lord. In Jesus' name, I say you are God's own special people. Amen. Amen.